my my little studio is so tiny, it's which so is why cool. I have decent ex- acoustics. My studio slash office. It's, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so we are we are live faith on Facebook. Ooh, and hey to Wana Hill. <laughs> What's happening, girlfriend? Hello. <laughs> How are you today? Girl, I am I'm so good. You know, thank God for technology and technology is the devil at the same time. <laughs> we love it and we hate it all at the same yeah. time. <laughs> Yes, yes, and that's why we have teenage kids to help us. Yes, yes. <laughs> they are fantastic and awesome. Well, I, um, I just want to thank you for doing this. Um, I'm one of your biggest fans, and I cannot. And I'm yours. Oh, uh, well, thank you. So, I'm gonna play my theme song. All right. But before. All right. Okay, but before I play my theme song, I want to read the quote that you submitted. Yes. Take what you have and make what you want by Cleo Moore. So after my theme song, we're going to chat about uh, this quote that you submitted. All right. I cannot wait to chat about it. Okay, (laughs) here's the intro. And with the quote... We create kind humans who speak kindness, show kindness, be a kind human, be a kind human. I love it. There you go. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Faith, um, so I'm trying to think how I want to do this. So I am going to read the quote. And then I want you to tell me who Cleo Moore is to you. And then we're going to dance for 30 seconds because that's what I like to do. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to do a chair dance though, but okay. Chair dance is fine. So the quote is, take what you have and make what you want by Cleo Moore. Who is Cleo Moore? Cleo Moore is the greatest human being in the world to my zero through six-year-old self. (laughs) Yes, he is my father. Mm. Yes, daddy is, um, he, to me, he was bigger. He is bigger than life. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to follow in his footsteps. And I remember he was always really well-connected everywhere we went. Somebody knew him. Somebody knew his reputation. Somebody worked with him and had just amazing things to say about my daddy. And so I knew that, wow, I want to be like that. I want people to know who I am, wherever we go. And I want people to say good things about me to my children. And um, yeah, so that's where I get it from. That's where I get that, you know, desire to never um to never burn bridges yeah but the quote but the quote came from um he always wanted me to be resourceful Mm -hmm. he always wanted me to um you know our household was never the household where you get the designer clothes or you don't get the malibu barbie you might get a (laughs) 
a Kmart Barbie, <laughs> but yeah. you don't get the Malibu Barbie, uh, the beach set. You don't get yeah. any, you don't get that. Yeah. You, you get clothes from the department store, yes. department store name brand, not name brand, but you know, pennies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's what you get. And it, it really discouraged me for so long, but he always said, take what you have and make what you want. Take what you have and make what you want. Listen, I'm going to say this. You have followed in your daddy's footsteps. because, And it's so funny. And this is one of the reasons why I love having these kinds of conversations is because I learn so much, not just about the person who I'm talking to, but the person who also said the quote and really just the whole experience around that because you are your daddy. <laughs> and it's so funny because I, when I think of you, I think of the master connector because faith knows everybody <laughs> and she will hook you up with whoever, <laughs> whoever you <laughs> to be hooked up with, I mean, which for me says a lot about your tenacity to create relationships, which I think is one of the things that is missing in today's society. You know, because so many people, I believe that there are people who just want to get the hookup. Mm-hmm. You know, Sorry, my, my daughter's playing with her toys. Okay. If you can hear that in the back. Okay. So it, it brings me joy to hear her play yeah. because my, you know, a lot of people don't know my daughter has special needs mm -hmm. and to hear her playing with her toys is like, wow, she's doing something, you know, she's, she's having fun with the toys on her own. And so it's, it's joyful to me yeah. when I hear that. So throughout this this whole conversation, you know, if you hear that music, just know that inside in my body, I'm like, oh, yay. yay. <laughs> I absolutely, I love that. I love that. So before we get too far into the conversation, we're going to dance for 30 seconds. How about okay. Because, you know, I love dancing for a multitude of reasons, but one reason is because it really reduces stress, gets your heart heart rate pumping, and you know, you might even learn a dance move or two. So we only we only dance for about 30 seconds. You can <laughs> if you like or just listen to the music. But okay. Here it is.
my niece to dance for about 30 seconds. Ah, that was good. So before we danced, we were talking about um, your daughter and yep. what, um, what a joy she is. And you know, it's so funny when you were talking about her playing, I immediately went to the quote that you submitted because she is taking what she has mm -hmm. and what she wants. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like literally, that's she what she does. She's yeah. She's she doesn't care if it's not, well, I mean, it's designer to her. Yeah. <laughs> her grandmother bought those toys. I said, I said, mom, I think you were, you know, just trying to be funny, buying the loudest toys in the store for her. But it, it's, it is, it's a joyful noise to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what time of the night I hear it. It's like, oh, yay. You know, she's yeah. found something that she enjoys. Yes. She also loves paper. So if you hear a magazine ripping, that's her too. Um, so she's busy. She's leaving me alone. <laughs> is present for her daughter. Kudos to you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Making sure everything is staying upright here. Okay. <laughs> I think I froze a little bit. <laughs> it's a, listen, you know, that's one of the things um, that I've learned in podcasting is as much as I want things to be perfect, what I realize is that it's just not how life is. <laughs> you got that right. I mean, you got true. that right. It's but you know what? There doesn't. Can I can I say another quote? It's not really a quote quote. Yes. So one thing I learned, I think I was watching television one time and um, this grandmother was talking to her grandkids and, and she said, life should be like a roller coaster. You know, roller coasters are more fun if there's, you know, big ups and big downs, you know, nobody likes a flat roller coaster. And that's what life is. Nobody wants a flat life. You want some ups, you want some downs, you want some excitement in your life. Absolutely. And so those things I really appreciate. I appreciate the ups and I appreciate the downs yes. and I appreciate those peaceful times too. Yeah. So yeah, those, those times you rest before you get ready to do another dip yeah. and drop and climb. Absolutely. You know, it's so funny you say that because I've been realizing that it's really those times where, um, so I've learned to call them triggers. When mm -hmm. I'm triggered, that that creates a space for me to either learn, heal, or make a new choice. And so if I bring that in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so if I never have, if I'm, you know, I call it skipping along. If I, if I. If all I am doing is skipping along, then, you know, that's, I'm not stretching or growing, you know, I'm not producing any muscle, any mass, because I'm doing what I've always done. Mm -hmm. And so I am also learning, even though when I'm in the midst of the trigger, 
It doesn't. You might skip. <laughs> I get it. I mean, it does not feel like a skip. But it's in those moments that I, I rise to the occasion or I can make the choice to rise to the occasion. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, so of course, we're, we're going to talk about your quote, but that's also one of the things that um, I am learning in the results for tomorrow. Usa. You know, it's the day it's the day before election day. It is. It it is. And you know, quite frankly, um it, it to I think it's full of anxiety. I a lot of people feel anxiety. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Whichever side of you know whoever you choose, it's still full of anxiety and um, I, I, it's comforting to know that I'm the, not the only one, but it's scary to know that I'm not the only one because I'm so used. And I think a lot of us are so used to people having the answer mm -hmm. and knowing what the right thing to do is and, and, and fighting for that right thing. But right now it's sort of like, we don't have anybody to fight for us. We don't have anybody to really um, that we can really look up to and say, well, they got it under control. Mm -hmm. You know, every day it's, we're free falling, <laughs> you know, it's, we're not on a roller coaster. We're more like uh, a skydive. Yeah. We're free falling every single day and we don't know. And especially tomorrow, you know, and it was really scary. It was really scary. You know, when I first would hear even television reporters say things like, this is a scary situation. This is this is unprecedented. This there's nothing like this. I mean, it it just there would usually reporters would usually try to buffer it with something. Soothe us. Soothe yeah, us. yeah, something soothing. But now I feel their fear. <laughs> you know, they they have that that fear, and and, and I think we we feel it. And, and, you know, that's why that's the power of media. Mm -hmm. You know, we feel whatever, whatever the media or medium is, if we ingest it, if we digest it, that's going to be inside of us. And that's why that's, Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, it's really um, important as a person in the media to understand that you are um, creating something that other people are going to put into their brains. Yes. And, and um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's the power of the media, but we also have to be aware that, you know, it's not the end all be all. It's just one person's opinion. Mm -hmm. It's just one poll. It's mm -hmm. just one test mm -hmm. or result. Breathe. <laughs> you, you know what? And I tell you, the thing that that I have been holding in my spirit, and um, I was talking to a couple of my um, sister school. You know, I call them my sisters. <laughs> you know, I'm saying that Iyanla had spoken 
and um, she did a talk and just basically said she was going to be okay. And that's the first thing is, I know I'm going to be okay. And the second thing I've thought is, this too shall pass. And so for me, I get that there's a lot of energy and talk and passion around what the results are tomorrow. But this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. We are going to be okay, no matter what the results are, because we've been okay. You know, it has it been what we would have chosen? No. But what I constant what what I really think about is the fact that we are setting records by the number of people voting. Yeah. Like people are serious. Yeah. You know, nobody's asking who you're voting for. Nope. But Just the, sheer, votes. the sheer fact that we are setting records for the number of people who are voting, I think is very impactful. You know, one thing I, I used to be really kind of critical. Uh, I would hear people, you know, I'd go to church and hear people say, you know, I say, Hey, how you, how you doing? Oh, every day above ground is a blessing. I'm, I'm just glad to wake up. Bless I'm like, man, God. is that all you want out of life? That was horrible. Don't you want more than that? What kind of God you serve to just get you up? Is that it? Yep. <laughs> I get it. I get it now. Yes. yes. I get it. Yes. You know, just think we, we survived. Remember, um, 9 11? Oh my God. Do you remember how that changed? How you felt changed? That day, it was like, you know, nothing will ever be the same. Yes. Ever. Yes. And we thought, man, this is going to be really hard to go through. And it was. Yes. But but we survived and we adapted. Yes. And then, you know, so tomorrow, you know, it's it's. It's just been really, really, it's going to be really hard, but we have, we have the um, capacity to adapt and, you know, hopefully it will, everything will be peaceful. And um, I think it's just the, uh, the not knowing. And, and, you know, I also think that and I, and I said I was going to do a podcast on this because I have said this quote a bajillion times over the last couple of weeks. And that is the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And I think we talked a little bit about that today mm -hmm. speaking. And for me, I I'm learning in school to mind my own business. And mm. what that means for me at this time is to really pay attention to how I'm showing up during this process. Yeah. So I've had very difficult conversations about this process. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm learning. I am here here's one thing that I learned about this process is 
my beliefs, I feel very strongly about. And the people who have a belief that is opposite of mine, they also feel very strongly about what they believe. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right. And they think they're right. But for me, what I am learning and leaning into is if everybody's in their corner, what are we creating? You know what I'm saying? And I understand Mm -hmm. agree to disagree. I get that. But I just, I am really being conscious of my thoughts around people who don't believe the way I believe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I what I what I don't want to do is become the oppressor. Mm-hmm. And that really too is um, the challenge for us all because it's so easy to only see our side to only see, you know, I feel like I can't imagine why anybody else would feel otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they feel the same way. Yes. And and so when I feel like that, when I feel like ugh, when I get all angry, I think, okay, well, let me let me look at these people. Let me look at this person one person at a time mm-hmm. instead of a a group. Yes. Because it's a lot easier if you can see a face or if you can put um, a name or a face to what they're thinking, what they're believing, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of like being in traffic, you know, in your traffic jam mm-hmm. and somebody cuts you off and you want to go and chase them down or you yes. cuss an animal or whatever. <laughs> but if you were to see them, if you knew who they were, you know, you don't know, maybe their child is really sick and they're trying to go mm-hmm. to the hospital or, You know, maybe they're late for work and they only have one time left to be, you know, late or, um, you know, maybe they maybe they just weren't paying attention. Yes. But you don't want to kill somebody for for that. I wouldn't want somebody to be, you know, want to kill me for a mistake I made or not thinking or or just not paying attention. But Mm -hmm. I think that's where that empathy comes in. Yes. You know, you have to feel what other people are feeling. And, and I, and I hope, you know, for tomorrow, we all feel for the other person, for our brother and our sister, no matter who they are, no matter what they believe, they believe that because that's their experience. Yes. And who's to say, if I was in that position, I wouldn't feel the same way. Yes. You know, if, if, if my hair was blonde and I was blue eyed and, (laughs) you know, making a certain amount of money, I might want to keep my bit of money. You know, I'm not dying. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I I just have to feel like, I just have to be empathetic and I I have to feel like they're not, it's not personal. Right. Even though it feels personal to everybody. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. 
Yeah. Okay, so let, let's shift a bit. Let's lighten it up. Quote. Yeah. So can you remember the first time you heard your dad say that? Or can you give me an example of when he said that, what do you think he meant? When he said, take what take you, what you have and make what you want. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I told you, my dad, I, I love clothes and I love, you know, of course, shopping like, you know, most kids do. My dad was like, no, you know, we're not going to do that. <laughs> He would go next door and ask the next door neighbors if they have any clothes that they need. <laughs> I got my next door neighbors. I mean, of course, their their hand me downs were like things that I was thinking was like, "Ooh, that's great!" You know, mm-hmm. I thought it was great. You know, at the time, I didn't even think about it being as, "Oh my God, I'm getting somebody else's hand me downs." I'm getting, but at the time, I was thinking, "Oh wow." okay, I got, I got this, I got that, you know, some new shoes. And he would never want me to buy any other color shoes other than black <laughs> because it's not practical. <laughs> or he would, um, he, he, he just took what he, he made. You know, I think I might've been around eight or 10 years old when he would tell me that. And, you know, take what you have and make what you want. Cause you know, he wasn't getting me anything new, but every Christmas, he would make my brother and I um, a, a present. So one year he, out of wood, he built a whole kitchen set. He built a stove with a, I believe it was a refrigerator. I mean, life, well, life size for a kid. Yes. And he, he did that. He built my brother a toy chest a, uh, shaped like a train. I mean, he did all mm-hmm. kinds of things, but he always, he would do that. And now he's, 78 years old and he has Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and which is why that quote means so much to me now, Mm -hmm. because, you know, wow, my dad's memories are, are leaving him. And so all I have are the memories that, that, that I have of him. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So that's why it's so special. And, you know, when the way I live my life, the way I kind of took the lemons and made lemonade, yes. it, you know, it, it made me, it forced me to be creative. It yeah. forced me to, to, to say, Hey, I, I want to be popular, but what I have is I'm an introvert and I'm shy. Yes. So how can I turn this introversion and shyness into popularity? Okay, what do I have to do so that I don't have to talk to people? <laughs> because I didn't want to talk. Mm-hmm. So how can I do that? And then I would look at, at different people, different examples, and say, hey, how did they get on TV? What do they have to do? Who are they? What's their backstory? And then I would study them and see how how they got to be where they are. Yeah. And then I'd try to do that. And then I say, oh, well, wait a minute. They had this, this, and this trait or this, this, or this um, education. And I said, well, I don't have that. Well, how can I, how can I make up for it? You know, so whatever I had, I had to figure out how can I make up for that deficit 
and turn it into a positive, you know, so that's what I, I feel like I want to help other people do. You know, so many other people don't have those, um, you know, degrees or they don't have the, the big bucks, but they have a great idea. They have um, a great talent or skill that they want other people to know about, or maybe they can monetize. I don't know. I mean, I'm not telling you how to be a, a gajillionaire or a millionaire. I can tell you how to amplify your idea or amplify your, um, you know, promote yourself. So that's what I, that's what I learned how to do no matter what. And so for 22 years, I think I told you, I worked as a janitor for 22 years. And while I was working as a janitor, I figured out, well, how do I lead a networking organization? How do I get to speak to people? Who would want to listen to a janitor? Well, how do I do that? Or how do I get to interview people? How do I get to meet celebrities? How do I get to interview celebrities? Mm -hmm. Now, how do I get to produce a TV show? Take what I took what I had and made what I want. And another, another quote that goes along with it is done is better than perfect. You're going to make me throw this microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Done is better than perfect. Say it one more time. Done is better than perfect. So I'm so, okay. So first I want to talk about um, what you were saying about how you have taken your father's quote and magnified it. Because, and I want my listeners to hear this. If you have an idea, you need to call faith. (laughs) And whatever charges, it's worth it. Because you are going to leave with 473,000 ideas of what you can do, how you can do it, the layers of how you can do it. I mean, even, I mean, I think we talk randomly. Oh, because I have my most of the masterpiece in a box and I am shipped, you know, because everybody's quarantined. So mm-hmm. now everybody wants to have boxes shipped too <laughs> so that they can paint. And I mean, all I, I had to stop what I was doing and get out a pencil and a piece of paper because she just had idea after idea. And so it's so funny that um, I can remember talking to you over the years and just how, as you sit before me today, it's very clear to you what your gift is that you can listen to someone's idea and tell them how to take it up 47 notches, <laughs> which is not the same as a whatever big fill in the blank title you might be having. But yeah. it's it's a, it's a critical part of life, especially if you're in business. Because what I see, Faith, is you are able to see the things that when you're in it, 
you can't really see it. You know? Tawana, you know what? That is, that's key because as I work on you know, monetizing my business, as, as I work on monetizing my business, one of the things that I was craving was somebody to please tell me what is the value that I bring to the marketplace? Who can use what it is that I have? And I know so many other people are in that same position. And so when I am able to be outside of the picture frame, you know, they say you can't see the, the frame, the picture for being in the frame. So when I'm outside of the frame, I can see where things can go. I can see how you can magnify your, your voice and get that social proof. So you're on the lips of other people yes. all over the world. Yeah. So those are the things that I, I just, it just flows and it's, it's, it feels amazing because I, I hear uh, my, my old coach, David Bridgeforth, he used to always say, listen to the listening. When you're speaking mm -hmm. to somebody, listen to the, the silences, listen mm -hmm. to the oh's and yeah. listen to the ah's. Like, oh. <laughs> so you're listening to the listening. Yeah. And so I can hear when somebody's having an aha moment mm -hmm. and that's like new to them. And, and it's like person after person after person and I'm like, oh, okay, this is what people really want, yes. even if they have established businesses. Yes. Ah, oh, okay, I can Especially see this. if they have established businesses. Mm -hmm. Especially. Yeah. Because here, here is another thing that you taught me, <laughs> and I have not done it yet, but I am. I um, shared something on LinkedIn. No, I think I shared it on Facebook about how you just really breathed life into me after our conversation. And then I think you shared it on LinkedIn. And then I got something from you saying, hey, Tawana, can you um, give oh, me a recommendation? I was like, well, look at Faith. <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> you know, just to ask for that. I was like, that's why she is so great at what she does. Because, uh -huh. because for me, the difference is I can create things, but I stumble in the selling of those things. You're not the only one. Exactly. You're not. And that's why it's so important for other people to show you the value that you're bringing. Yeah. And there's there are books after books there's tons of books about how to price your product how to how to evaluate how to value your product mm -hmm. how to um you know so many people are afraid to put a, a price tag on what it is that they do because they don't understand the true value mm -hmm. and i mean present company included it's, mm -hmm. it's girl let but me tell you. Here's, here's, what, here's what I've learned. Here, here is one thing that I've learned. And I talked to a fellow podcaster about this um, yesterday it, or today. Is this is the reason why, ev listen, everybody listening to me, listen to what I'm about to say. This is the reason why you need to stay in action 
and always be doing the thing that you believe you do not have the capacity to do. And that is because it's not in the accomplishing of the task. It's in the doing of the accomplishing of the task. So for me, this is, a, this is not about me podcasting. This is about the journey of me podcasting. So hear, hear, what I, hear what I'm saying. This is about me doing the thing that I have been most frightened to do, which is use my voice. Because in my mind, the, year, the years that have gone past, I have not used my voice because I have been judging it so harshly. Yes. And so for me to decide, I'm going to make a different choice because I want a different experience. And what that yeah. looks like is me podcasting. And here's the thing. Listen, it is no one near perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we've had outages. We've had people go offline. We've, you know, one episode, I forget to do the dance. The next episode, I forget. <laughs> To, to do the song, but, but what it's about is me appreciating the steps that I am taking and not, not allowing myself to remain stuck. Can I, can I tell you a story? Yes, ma'am. So years ago, you know, my daddy, he always had me going to different businesses. He always wanted me to be in business. Of course. And he was in Amway. If you're familiar with Amway. They, yes. <laughs> so, yes. so he would take me to these Amway rallies and, you know, they would always have these people up on stage in these gowns and, and beautiful, you know, everything, everything was just, top notch they would show pictures of their homes their mm -hmm. rvs their cars mm -hmm. and talk about the vacations they have all the time right mm -hmm. so i'm sitting i'm 13 years old yeah. at an amway rally mm -hmm. but i would listen to the stories and i'm like oh wait a minute you have to have a really hard story in order to be up on that stage because they were always talking about mm -hmm. being um well we we had to sell our dog so we can afford to buy the box of soap or, yep. you know, I, I would sleep at the stoplights in between because <laughs> I was so tired or uh, <laughs> we live with my, my mom or, or we stayed at, you know, it was just a hard, hard stories that each and every one of them had. Yes. And so for my 13 year old self, I'm thinking, oh, I can't possibly be up there until I have a, a, a great story. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't mm -hmm. go on this straight flat line of life and get up on stage and talk about how everything was the same. No, I need some big, some good stories. Yes. So when my daughter, when I had my daughter and I realized that she was, um, had special needs, it was like, Oh, this is going to be a great story. <laughs> I, love, I love that perspective. Though. Yes. I mean, really, it was just like that. And then my, when I, yeah. going through divorce and, you know, the pain and, and the hurt that, that causes. Yes. 
it was like, oh man, this is going to be a really great story. Yes. You know, the things up to, oh, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm just racking up the stories because okay. this is what, what I'm going to have to have when I get up on that big stage and start talking to people. Yeah. They're going to want to have some true stories. Yes. And so all along, I'm, I'm knowing that these painful growth opportunities yeah. are really great stories for me to share with people. Yes. And now my my goal right now is to get my story into Forbes magazine, into Forbes.com or Forbes magazine. So I've been, yeah, I'm working on that. I've had, I've had um, been quoted in like Washington Post and Wall Street Journal and Ebony and, you know, a bunch of other um, publications, AARP. Love it. And Forbes is like the, a big one, yes. entrepreneur. Yes, I, that's where I want to be. But it's just like you said, it's the journey. It so when I thought, when I had um, was mentioned in Wall Street Journal, I thought, oh wow, everything's going to change now. Mm-hmm. Girl, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. It did not. I'm Nothing not. changed, yeah. you know. But I, I have that logo on my web, on my uh, website, yeah. my LinkedIn, all that. And that's what I'm gonna do with the Forbes. It's not the it's not the end. It's the journey, you yes. know, because it's it's been a long time since I've been trying to do that. I'm working mm-hmm. on um, you know building a relationship with a, a with a journalist mm-hmm. at Forbes, and yes. and you know just saying hey, <laughs> staying yeah. on your radar and doing all of this. You know, it's been yeah. a long time, yes. but that's one of my goals. So mm-hmm. I think <laughs> you know, I for me, I think. So even as it relates to, to podcasting, one of the things that you said is done is better than perfect. And that is something that I believe um, we could all learn to do. Because yeah. even myself, there are times where, you know, I put on makeup for you, Faith. Girl, I put on makeup for you. I wasn't going to do it. I said, oh, shoot. You know what? I just want to be natural. I want everybody to think, you know, I just want to be natural. I didn't really feel like it. Yeah. But I'm like, shoot, I got to do it for my girl. Listen. I got I to gotta show up for her. <laughs> like this has shown me that nobody really cares about that. Nope. People want to hear a word. People want to hear People want to have aha moments. Mm-hmm. People want to see me as my authentic and vulnerable self. Girl. And it's so funny. I um I was a guest on Gift to Shift podcast Ooh. talking about my divorce. And I was a bit triggered at first. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to turn it off. <laughs> you know, I don't want to put all my business in the street. <laughs> what settled me was that Tawana, maybe this can help somebody, you know? I mean, because for years I judged myself harshly for being divorced twice. And Girl, that's not that. <laughs> vowed I would not be doing that and then look (laughs) I mean it's like you know God you got jokes you know thanks 
<laughs> three is a charm. And and you know what, Tawana? I've, I, I don't know. For me, because I decided that I needed some good stories in my life, mm-hmm. I really wasn't so fearful or feeling like people were, were judging me too harshly. I didn't really judge myself. Mm-hmm. too harshly because I knew I needed some stories. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I, I wasn't do, having some really kind of bad self-talk from here, from now and then, every now and then, but, um, you know, I've, I've been married three times and this is 17 years. Um, it'll be 18 years in May. I love so, that. I yeah, love he's, 18 he's years in May. 18 years in May. And I'm, you know, I, I just want, people should just be, happy and have peace yes. in their life. Yes. One of the things I learned was, you know, life is not like a soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> it should not be like a soap sure, opera. No commercial breaks. <laughs> no commercial breaks. <laughs> when you have a baby, you look bad for a long time. <laughs> yeah, out and everything. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, shoot, they never have to go down to the to the to the grocery store to pay a bill or something like that you know they never have to worry about those things but in real life we do absolutely we really do and so you want somebody okay so i'm getting i'll be 54 in december girl you better go with 54 and so i always tell my friends i say look when you're looking for somebody to love you you want to make sure you got somebody who will change your diapers, mm-hmm. who will be willing to change your diapers because mm-hmm. it's coming to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, you get sick, you might have surgery. You that. want somebody who's going to be there with yes. you then. Yes. Never mind, you know, hey, they're not the best dresser or they don't have the most, they're not the most articulate, um, you know, they don't have the most, the highest vocabulary. Yeah. You want somebody who's real, who loves you, who yeah. will take care of you. If yes. you know, my love language is you know bringing me food. <laughs> my love language. Crab. Give me some snow crab cakes. Oh my goodness! Give me some I had some today. For some crab cakes and listen, mm. I am your friend to the end. I know. I know. <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, he he does everything that I need him to do. And it's, and, and that makes him happy. You know, he does, I mean, it's what he would do naturally. Absolutely. So it's not like I'm having to ask him to do things. No, it's what he does naturally. Now, does he do every single thing? And do mm-hmm. I do every single thing? No. Yeah. And a lesson I learned was I have to be the kind of person that I would want to be with. Girl, so when, when I was single, I said, you know, I want a man who, you know, has this and that, you know, the, their own geez, 100, well, $300,000 house oh, and BMW and all of these things. And I'm like, well, shoot, Faith, you don't have all of that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you bringing to the table? Right. What am I bringing to the table? Better what? Check on my baby. What am I bringing to the table? Yeah. So I, I had to, you know, kind of adjust my expectations. Yes. Because if I'm not going to be providing that to somebody, who am I to ask somebody to provide that for me? Absolutely. So that really just like, ooh. Yeah, it brings it on home. <laughs> it did. It brings it, brings it on me. There's that mirror at, up to yes. my face. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, if, I, if I'm not willing to do it, then, and if I don't possess it, 
in myself, how dare I ask somebody else to do that? And here's, here's what I'm learning is that it all begins with me. Uh-huh. That I have to love myself, care for myself, appreciate myself, respect myself. Like it all, it all comes back to me. Yep. And that keeps me busy enough. That keeps me yeah. busy enough. <laughs> <laughs> under control. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so... Um, I love, love, love that you brought the quote from your dad and that it holds such fond memories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a part in um, the podcast that (laughs) my hat on. So this is my coaching hat. Okay, I'm ready. So, you know, since I'm a life coach that, you know, I put my put my hat on. And I, <laughs> I, I my intention is to always leave uh, the listeners with some nuggets, some things that they can take away from the episode and either be kind to themselves or show kindness to others. And so I'm, I'm going to do this a little different. I want to hear something that you would like to leave the listeners with, and then I'll give mine. Mm. So, you know, this is, today is November 2nd. You know, I don't, I, I'd love to keep our episodes evergreen, but tomorrow is such a huge, huge day. You know, it's, it's, I, I have to, I can't not. Um, I want the listeners to, to look at each person with a dissenting opinion as a mother, a daughter, a son, a nephew, somebody's child, and to feel that love for them like you would want them to feel for you. And, you know, it's hard to do it in mass, but if you look at, if you can find one person Mm -hmm. in a crowd and say, you know, that's somebody's mother, Mm -hmm. that's somebody's daughter, that's Mm -hmm. somebody's aunt, somebody Mm -hmm. loves them Mm -hmm. and take that away tomorrow. and, And I'll be right with, the audience, you know, working on that same exercise. Yep. Yep. Great point. You know, and and it's so funny. This is the second time that he has come to mind, which makes me um, realize that I need to say his name. And that is Martin Luther King. Hmm the father of nonviolence. And yeah. the reason why I bring him up is because I just don't believe fighting each other is going to help. Now, I don't know what can help. <laughs> like, I don't have the answer. But what I'm learning is fighting 
is not the way to do it. Yeah. Because we, everybody has a fist. Everybody has mean words. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. I don't have the answer, but what I'm learning for me is I don't believe fighting each other is the answer. No. That's what I'll say about that. They say hurt people hurts hurt people. Yes. I, I want to thank, you know, my, I have an angel here. His name is Steve Noodleberg. Mm-hmm. He's down in West Palm Beach, Florida. And he is one of the kindest, gentlest people that I've ever come across. Mm-hmm. And I've only known him a couple of, of months. But I think of peace. I think of him. Mm-hmm. I think of kindness. I think of him. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I think we just have to take it one person at a time. Hurt people hurt people. And it can stop with us. Mm-hmm. You know, you can stop the hurt and return love. It's easier said than done. It is. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep striving for it. So that's that's the goal. <laughs> Bring on those roller coasters. (laughs) Okay, so I have two things that I want to leave the listeners with. One, when I, um, when you sent me the quote, take what you have and make what you want. The first thing that came to me was um, to have a vision for your life. And so even in making what you want, you what is that? Like, what do you want? Do you know what you want? And so really taking some time to think about how do you create something that you do want with what you currently have? You know, like what, what, what is that? Because if you can see and know something that you want or desire, then you can start making the changes and taking the steps in that direction. And the other thing is you got to do the work. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, you got to do the work. Nobody, you know, nobody's going to do that for you. You know, one one of the first episodes that I did Uh, the quote was nobody's coming to save you. (laughs) Like we are trying to save ourselves. (laughs) I mean, what are you going to do? Like you, everybody, like you, you got to do. But when did you learn that lesson, Tawana? When did, when did, when did you learn that? I know when I learned that lesson for myself, when did you learn that? I learned it when I got divorced the second time. I was like, I had to pay a lot of money. That's when the housing market was jacked up. I had to pay a lot of money to get out of that. And it's like, okay, well, you can cry about it or do something else. So I did cry about it. And then I did something (laughs) because I had to, you know, everybody, everybody is dealing with their own stuff and Mm -hmm. have people who care to cared for me and about me absolutely but I had to do the work to rebuild my even 
my uh, desire to even be in a relationship again. I had to rebuild. I had to rebuild. You know, because I always said I was a terrible picker. I don't know how to pick. So I don't know how to pick. And so I'm not picking. Look. <laughs> I wanted for my first husband, I said, I want somebody that's going to make pretty babies. You know? Girl. I want pretty babies. That was the first criteria. That lasted 10 years. But then, you know, that same time during the divorce, I realized, oh, wait a minute. Nobody's going to come in and help me get to what I want to do or help me fulfill my goals. Nobody's asking me that. Oh, my goodness. I was like 30 years old. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, so I have to do it. Nobody's really nobody's coming to me. And that's when I had I thought I was old then, girl, 30 years old. I thought, oh, my God, my life is half over. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I didn't start actively going towards what you see now Mm -hmm. until I was 42 years old. I love it. I love it because it's never too late. Mm -mm. And I have so much more I need to do and I want to do. You know, it's like, okay, let me, let me get going on this because I see myself in, in different places and speaking to different people. Yes. But yeah, it's never too old and you never, never too late. Mm -hmm. I love speaking to people, to parents who have special, uh, special needs children or children with special needs or people who have special circumstances where, you know, oh, you know what? I'm I'm a janitor. Who's how am I going to get out of this? Or you know, I, I work in a, a a dead end job. How am I going to get out of this? Or even I work in corporate, yes. <laughs> especially. Yes. How am I going to get out of this with these golden handcuffs? Yes, I love figuring out how can you expand and live your dreams because I never would have thought, you know, as I was a janitor interviewing Dan Rather. I love with that. no degree, no journalism, nothing. And I'm like, how did I do this? Oh my God. That is so amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And it's crazy. It. But just think, nobody asked me what kind of degree I had. Because people don't care about <laughs> not girl, listen. People, I, it's so funny because people sometimes they come in the studio and they're like, "Well, how long have you been paying me?" <laughs> I mean, I can, but that don't—I'm not a professional. <laughs> but you know, your done was better than than perfect. I mean, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, you know, people just—I think people honor you. Just you know, Brene Brown talks about getting into the ring. You know what I'm saying? I think people just, you know, and there are times where I listen to people's podcasts and I'm like, wow, they are so polished. Like this. I know. Everything is perfect. But that's not me. Nope. I guess. Me neither. I mean. On a hat like that looks like this. Girl, I need a hat. I don't have a hat right here. But, you know, one of the things for me when I, I don't, I'm like, man. I say girl all the time. I don't care whose podcast I'm on. I'm like, girl. Because <laughs> that's just you know me. You know what it's for me? What? Listen. Listen. <laughs> when I say listen, that means girl. girl. That's something. <laughs> that's what it means. <laughs> 
you can't take it out, you know, but that's what, that's what, that's me. And that's you. And and really that's what people want. People, I can't identify with somebody who's perfect. You know, one thing I'm like, after this COVID, you know, I got COVID 50, I don't have no COVID 19 pounds. I got like COVID 50 pounds. Oh my God. But you know what? A lot of people do. And a lot of people want to see, Hey, how can I function with this extra weight? Yes. You know, how can I function, you know, when I can't go anywhere? Yes. How can I function? And I want to see how are other people doing it? Yes. And so this is an example. It is. Done is better than perfect. Girl, listen, I said, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to do an, another episode on done is better than perfect. <laughs> That's right there. I got about three more quotes out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, Faith, thank you so much. This has been such a treat. Oh, Tawana, thank you. Thank you for putting in the work to create this platform, to let us into your life and your heart. You know, it's such an honor to, you know, when, 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 this is one thing I learned too. When you have a platform and you invite somebody on there to speak to your audience, mm-hmm. that is a high honor because these are the people that you have cultivated who have you've cultivated trust yeah. with, with this audience and they want to hear what you have to say and they want to hear who you have to offer, what kind of things you think are, are good to listen to and this is a high, a high honor. I so much appreciate it. And I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Faith. And listen, I have put Faith's contact information in the show notes. If you, you know, I was thinking what, I mean, she's not, maybe you're kind of, I would say, I was going to say you are a brand manager, but maybe you are an idea brand manager. Yeah, I take what you have. Listen, so if you yes, if you if you like have something but you're not really sure, please contact Faith because she's a game changer. And so Faith, now you know we're at the time where you get to listen to my theme song again. All right, where we go? Here we go. What the quotes? We create kind humans who speak kindness, show kindness. Be a kind human. Be a kind human. (laughs) Thanks for listening.